Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Anthem Health Plans, Inc. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Tuesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Fun show so far. You got the podcast at theticketfm.com. The show's been fun. It's about to get more fun, Sip, because you're, it's not often that we have the pleasure to be joined on these airwaves, or any airwaves, by a national champion head coach in football, a recent one at that. We are now joined, Sip, by Ed Ordron, the former LSU head coach, the 2019 national champ. Good morning, Ed. Thanks for joining us. My first question to you is this. You know, a lot of people think that your team, Ed, in 2019, maybe might be the greatest football team in the history of college football. Would you agree with that? How would you assess that team, Ed? You know, I think that's for other people to decide. I know we had a great team. We had a great coaching staff. We beat seven out of the top ten teams that year. That team is up there. They've had some great teams. They've had some great teams in Nebraska, USC, Miami, Alabama. But it deserves to be mentioned as one of the top teams ever, for sure. Ed Orgeron joins us. Ed, let's just back up a little bit. What's going on now? What Are you taking a break from coaching? What's Ed Orgeron up to now? <laughs> Working out. <laughs> Working out, driving people crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to, and I do. I want to take a year off. I want to spend a year off with my boys. Get some stuff settled, uh, but uh, I do feel like I'm going to get back into coaching. Uh, I've got a lot left in the tank. I'm just going to see where it's going to lead. Sixty year old, sixty years old. You got a lot left in the tank. Now you have told me before you have a genuine fondness for the state of Nebraska. Why is that? You know, I always liked Nebraska. Uh, growing up, uh, watching Nebraska, Monty Kiffin, you know, Tom Osborne, the great teams there. Both Lady asked me to go. Uh, Speak to the, uh, the clinic there. It was my first time there, the tradition in Nebraska. I just always liked Nebraska. I just think it's a great school, great state, great football, uh, tough, hard-nosed football players. Ed, you've been in the SEC for quite some time now, and Nebraska's obviously the Big Ten. What, what are your thoughts on Big Ten football when you compare it to where you have been the past few the, the past few years? Well, you know, just the SEC is... It's just a little bit different. And, you know, uh, uh, the top players come down here. The, mm-hmm. the caliber of players and the caliber of coaches that you face each week is uh, is at the top. It, it's a notch below the NFL. Interesting. Ed Orgeron joins us. Okay, let's get right down to it, Ed. Bill Bush. Bill yes. Bush. Bill Bush is, is about to be named the special teams coach yes. at Nebraska. Bill Bush probably have another – 
another tag he might be helping with the secondary. He joined your staff, Ed, yes. at LSU in two eighteen. He had never he had never coached or recruited in the SEC. Right. It, from what from what you saw, why was Bill Bush able to adapt so well to that very demanding and challenging SEC world that you just talked about? First, first of all, Bill is a great man. He's a great communicator. He's an outstanding recruiter. I didn't have anybody work harder than Bill Bush in recruiting. I get to the office early in the morning. He'd be there texting his players. He's always on top of it. The parents love him. Bill Bush is the single most important reason that we got Joe Burrow. You know, we wouldn't have won the national championship. We wouldn't have had that team if Bill Bush was not here. Uh, Bill Bush was very integral in recruiting Joe Burrow, a great recruiter, outstanding man. How did that work with Joe Burrow? Did how how did Bill ha- did Bill have to did Bill have to do some convincing of the head coach? How how did that? What was the dynamics there, Coach? You know, well, first of all, we're watching spring practice. My son Cody called me. He said, "Daddy, this Joe Burrow's in the transfer portal. You got to get him." And he said, "Where's I said, where's he from?" He said, "Ohio State." I said, "Well, Bill was at Ohio State." And I went to ask Bill. Bill said this. He says, "Coach, if we get Joe Burrow." We're going to the college football playoffs, and we're going to win it. I said, "Well, let's go get him." And Bill got, you know, Bill had a great relationship with his mother and father and his brothers already. He convinced them to come to LSU. Uh, let's stay on Bill. Let's stay on Bill for a second. I think it was Mickey, who Mickey Joseph, who told me that Bill Bill had a DB's plan, a defensive back backs coaching plan on your desk every day at six a.m. Is that now, is that true? Every day. Is that right? Every day. Every day. Tips and reminders of what we're going to do for the day, the installation, the things that we have to improve on. Very, very detailed, very committed football coach. We're talking about Ed Orgeron. Uh, regarding Mickey Joseph, Ed, you look at these the NFL these past two years. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase have both broken <laughs> the NFL record back-to-back years for most rookie receiving yards, and those are both guys he helped get there. Did you know those guys were that good when he got away? How did it all come together like that to create these incredible players at LSU that have now taken that to the next level? First of all, Mickey ought to be getting the percentage, but he could retire. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me sit and see. Uh, we, knew, we, we knew Jamar Chase was going to be a great player. There's no question about that. And um, he had committed to Florida. Uh, Mickey did a great job of, of, of capturing the family. As you know, you got to capture the champion. Uh, Jimmy, his, his daddy, was very instrumental, but Jamar wasn't going to go anywhere that Mr. Leah didn't want him to go. And Mr. Leah, at first, didn't, didn't want Jamar to come to LSU, but Mickey is the one that convinced his mother that LSU was the right place. And uh, he did a tremendous job of recruiting Jamar Chase. Justin Jefferson, no one knew about Justin Jefferson. I don't know if he had a star. And uh, he came to camp. He ran a struggle route. Mickey loved him. Justin Jefferson didn't qualify. Uh, Mickey stayed with him throughout the summer and didn't get qualified till June. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and, and Justin came. I think Justin was like 160 pounds soaking wet mm-hmm. and had to develop. But Mickey saw something in both of those kids, and look what happened. So Mickey Joseph, Coach Orgeron, is on the Nebraska staff. I mean, that's been official since December 3rd. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Joseph will coach the receivers here. He'll be the passing game coordinator um, and associate head coach. 
What is Nebraska yeah. getting in Mickey? Well, think about this. Mickey was involved with uh, Joe Brady and Steve Mensmega when we put in the spread offense and that most prolific offense in college football history, and he knows it. So he's bringing that. He's bringing a wealth of knowledge uh, on the football field. But the title of assistant head coach for me, Mickey for me, was a guy I trusted, a guy that he handled. He handled, you know, as you coach a football team, things are going on on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Mickey was there early in the morning with me. Mickey was there uh, talking to the parents. Mickey was there in academics, chasing them to the classroom, whatever they needed. Help. I remember we're going to the national championship. All right. And that week, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson had to pass a class mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. And and every every I passed by Mickey's office at ten o'clock at night, and there was Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson working on themselves, doing doing it themselves, working online to pass those classes, making me sure that those guys were going to be eligible. So Mickey did it right. Do you do you regard him as like an immediate impact type coach? I mean, will will we feel that impact? Oh my God. Okay, immediate impact. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and the players will love. You know, and plus, Mickey plays Nebraska. Right. You know, I mean, I mean you know, so he can relate to them. Mickey is going to make a difference on that football team. Coach Frost did a great job of hiring Mickey. He's going to be his right-hand man. And being the head coach, you always need a guy like that. You always need a guy like Bill Bush. I knew Bill Bush was going to handle his stuff. I didn't worry about Bill. His DB is going to be coached. His special team is going to be coached. His recruiting is going to be done. And I think that's that's what Scott Foster has. Both of those guys, they experience, and plus they're hungry. I mean, these guys want to be great coaches, and they're great staff guys. Great staff guys, meaning what do you mean by that, Coach? Great well, staff you know, Yeah, you know, hey, stuff's going to happen. <laughs> we want to win every game. We may win every game, but you know what? On a daily basis, we're going to face adversity. And you know, we have to back up the, the head coach, and we have to be loyal, and we have to stay together. And a staff that stays together – the team sees that. Uh, we had a saying over here, one team, one heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And when we were very good, our staff stayed together. Mm-hmm. Look, look what our staff, we had Dave Miranda, Bill Bush, Mickey Joseph, uh, Steve Hensminger, uh, Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those mm-hmm. guys are very successful coaches, but they were successful assistants also. Yep. Joined by Ed Orgeron. And regarding the national title game coming up next Monday, it's another SEC matchup of, of Georgia and Alabama. You played Bama close again this year. You guys, LS, your LSU squad did. But I'm curious, uh, what do you expect for this game? Is, is this George's time to shine with Kirby Smart? What do you expect next Monday? You know, it's hard to pull against Nick Saban. I mean, the guy's phenomenal. He's a great coach. He has a great team. Uh, this is not his most talented team, I don't think. I've played him uh, for years. Um, I thought we, we defended him very well. Uh, we got after him with some zero butts. I think Georgia's going to have to play their best game to beat them. Can they beat them? Yes, because Georgia's a very talented team. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a good football team, but I think that Alabama has the edge. Let's remind people of something, Coach Orgeron. Let's remind people of something. In 2019 with that LSU team that won the national title, you went into Tuscaloosa and yeah. beat an Alabama team. Jake, Jake will get this because Jake is a big-time NFL guy. Jake, Jake, that Alabama team had – they lined up when they lined up in ten personnel. Alabama, this is where the receivers: Jerry Judy, Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, and Devontae Smith. That's just not fair. That's just not fair. <laughs> and you beat that team, Coach. You beat that yeah. team in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, we beat them very they, they came back. We had a great game plan. 
our guys were ready to play. We knew to win the national championship that we had to beat Alabama. Uh-huh. And we and we, beat them. we we handled them pretty good. After that game, I felt like we were going to win the championship. Hmm. Man. Joe Burrow, what I mean, go back to Joe Burrow. What do you see from him in the NFL? Is this is this is what he's doing? What you expected? Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, Joe's a champ, man. Joe, you know, we had a we had a recruiting meeting uh, on his on his visit. He didn't want to be recruited. He just wanted to talk football. So we went to football meeting on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. There were six of us in that meeting, including me. And it took me five minutes to figure out Joe Burrow was by far the smartest person in that room. By far. And that was including me. And I went, hey, that didn't, that didn't piss me off at all, I promise you, man. I, I just said, you know what, this guy, you know, I've been with Matt Leiter. I've been with Heisman Trophy winners, you know. And uh, this guy was just far and above beyond anything I've ever heard. And I knew that he had the moxie and the guts to be a champion. How where did it? How did the intelligence show itself? Well, you know, you, when you get to the spread offense, you know, you can you can make decisions. You got to make quick decisions, and uh, you know, you only you only blocking with five. But man, you got some choices out there. And Joe was like a quarterback, a, a coach on the field. He knew exactly where to go with the ball. He did. You saw. You saw with Justin Jefferson. I mean, uh, with Jamar Chase the other day on that long touchdown pass, mm-hmm. uh, he will. He will make the safety go another way. He knows exactly what's coming. If it's a blitz, if it's zone, it's a man. He knows exactly where to go with the ball. He has a quick release, and you know he's just a winner. Okay, another thing about Ed Orgeron, I think people understand it, but it, for the p- people who don't, I mean, you 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 are known as a great coach, but also a great recruiter. Now, as a as a head coach, what do you look for in assistant coaches when it comes to recruiting? What kind of traits yeah. are you looking for? You know, I think in, in today's age, it's constant communication. Mm-hmm. If, they, if these guys, if you're not tweeting them or texting them four or five times a day, they think they, that you don't like them. So <laughs> you got to say you got to be able to stay up with them and be honest with them. Just be yourself. You know, uh, I, I I just felt like in my, with myself, you know, listen, I'm not going to be anybody else but Ed Orgeron. You know, <laughs> and everybody knows it. And I just went into the home and be myself. And you got to be a good listener and get them to trust you. And if you listen well enough, if you listen well enough, they're going to tell you exactly what they want, exactly what they need, exactly what they're looking for. And you got to be able to provide it in the right way. Coach, it, it, there's a couple things going on right now that are, are really changing the game in football. I'm curious your thoughts on the transfer portal. It's really exploded the last couple of years, and there's guys going in there every day. There's there's thousands of names in there. What are your thoughts in general on the transfer portal? Is it out of control, or is it something that was bound to happen? Yeah, I think it's out of control, but I think it's something that you got to deal with. You know, and, and here's here's there's two parts to that. You know, mm-hmm. look when when the graduate tra- transfer came, when Joe Burrow came, we have to right. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're a graduate and you're not going to play, go 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 find somewhere else to play. And you know, if you're not happy, I can understand transferring somewhere, but transferring immediately is tough, especially when you transfer within a conference. I think that's, I think it's just, it just it's not the right thing. I just don't know. I don't think it's the right message. But you know, the thing that people don't talk about is guys think that the grass is green on the other side of the fence. They have a great education. Mm-hmm. They're getting paid. They're getting paid cost of attendance. And they get the transfer portal, and they don't get anything. There's more guys that don't get anything than guys that do it. They are ruining their chance for great education, and that's what I don't like. 
interesting, but you're right. It's here to stay. You got to deal with it. Yes. it. It looks like opt outs is a thing that's going to be with us too. Now, what is your view? What is your viewpoint, for instance, on the opt outs, the, the players that that are that are that are not playing in the Bulls to get ready for the NFL and and to not risk their future in a bowl game. You know, we, we dealt with it. We dealt with it here in uh, COVID. And uh, we had a lot of guys opt out. The guys were championship players. But you know what? That's their choice, and you got to be able to deal with it. And uh, you can't be sour. You can't, you know, like Coach Carroll told me, hey, they opt out. That means they got hurt for the season. They don't blink. got to move on to the next guy. So we say, don't blink and move on. I do believe, you know, that when you opt out at the end of the season for a bowl and, and uh, you're playing for a lot of things, uh, I think it hurts your team. I think that uh, that, that, that that's something that that's a that's a little sketchy, but you know that's the players. Uh, that's the players. That, that, that's their own choice nowadays, and they got to make it. Coach, it's not often that uh, in the midseason teams can agree to you know a coach can agree to be done by the end of the year and coach the rest of the season. What was what was the season like, knowing that you were going to be done by season's end at midseason? What what was it like, coaching that team this season? You know, I said, you know, they, mental toughness. And I said, listen, man, I'm going to stay with this team. I love coaching with the Tigers. I still love the Tigers. I had a great time there. I didn't have a bad day there. I understand the LSU standard of performance. We said it, 15 and 0. <laughs> and, yeah. and that was it. And, and look, and uh, so, you know, I feel I feel like I did, I did what I was supposed to do at LSU. I'm from the state of Louisiana. I did the best I could there. Uh, the program was not where it was supposed to be. Uh, you know, two years of going uh, six and six is not going to cut it at LSU. I understood. So you know what I said? You know what? I get it. Um, okay, it's time for it's time for somebody else to step in. But I'm going to finish this season, and we're going to fight. And we did fight, and, and we fought to the end. You did. You fought. You you damn near beat Alabama again. Yeah. Uh, Twenty to fourteen loss. Now, which brings me to the obvious question: What? How do you size up the national championship game, and who are you picking? Yeah, you know, again, it's hard to go against Nick Saban. I don't think this is the best team. Not the ones I played against. And uh, But they're playing well. And because uh, he's, well, he's he's the greatest coach in college football history. And there's no question about that. Uh, Georgia's a very talented team. Uh, I was uh, I was sh- shocked that Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. I thought Georgia was the more talented football team. Mm-hmm. I think Georgia showed up against Michigan. I think it's going to be a great game, but you have to give Alabama the edge. Okay. I like it. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. What's going on today? What do you got today, Coach? A little workout this morning, man. I got I got, uh, I got a little run on the river, and then I got I got a little gym. I made a little gym in my uh, garage, man. I got a squat rack. Nice. I got a bench rack. I got my boxing, man. I'm going to do a little boxing today. And I'm going to relax this afternoon, but I'm going with my trainer tonight, and uh, we box from 6 to 8, 30 every night. What, what, what's your oh. best punch? What, what, what's your favorite punch? <laughs> <laughs> you got a good right hand? Hey, hey, I, hey I, you know, I, I like the hook, but I'm loaded up that number two, man. That number two is loaded up anytime. <laughs> <laughs> loaded up, loaded up. All right, Coach, thank well, you. Well, Coach, thanks for the time. Enjoy your workout today, and uh, we will catch up with you down the road. Thanks so much, man. All right, man. All right, All right take care. Take care. Great take stuff. That's uh, Ed Ordron, the former LSU coach, uh, 2019 national champion, maybe maybe the greatest team of all time. Yeah, he does in college football. Yeah, he. I mean, you got to consider it. And he listen to that though, Jake. He's picking the tide. 
He's picking wait, wait, a tie. As he's, like, like he says, it's very hard to ever pick against Nick Saban, mm-hmm. especially when it comes down to a championship game. That's the guy who gets it done every time. I mean, uh-huh. not, every, not every time, but mo- more times than not, he's winning when it matters most. You know what's strange, though, to say? George got more talent. George has got more talent right now. <laughs> they do, especially with Mechie out. Especially with Mechie out. George has got more talent. It's odd. I didn't ask him. The one thing I didn't ask him I should have is about what, how Bill how Bill developed Grant Delpit, who was, who was a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year as a sophomore and then won the Thorpe Award um, as a junior as the best defensive back in the country, which Bill, Bill developed him. Big word in your vocabulary, developed. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. Bill developed Grant Delpit. I should have asked him about that, but he, he talked a lot. I mean, for people that didn't that missed the Ed Orgeron interview just now, he talked a lot about Mickey Joseph, talked a lot about Bill Bush. Um, so, yeah, g- get on that. Um, you can – Tell people how to listen to that, Jake, so the old man doesn't mess that up. Yeah, if you missed any of that uh, interview, just tuning in now, you can check it out at the podcast page at theticketfm.com. We'll be on the, up, you know, it was obviously a podcast app, or if you have the podcast app, you can listen to it that yeah. way on early break with Sip and Jake and subscribe there and, and rate the show. Also. Yeah, big thanks to Coach Orgeron, who's going to go work out. He's got uh, a box tonight. Yeah, he's got but a box. Did he say from 6 to 8.30? Uh, he's got a trainer, it sounds like. Yeah, he got a trainer. Two and a he half. works out a lot. That's yeah, that's intense, man. Yeah, he works out a lot. I mean, he's a uh, that's what he does, and he's, you know what though, Coach Ogeron's getting ready to jump back in. All right, you jump back into fray. Yeah, he's not done. No, he's, he doesn't want to be done. No, he doesn't want to be done. Six years old, he doesn't want to be done. Well, the thing with him is that he will always have an opportunity somewhere. It's just will it be a head coaching job? Right. Probably though. But he he, he but he will always have. The notion that he he may have coached the greatest team in the history of college football. Yeah. You can argue that, but yeah. they, they're they're in the conversation. How about that? Like you cannot just d- dismiss and say no, no, no. That is certainly one of the, maybe the top five best teams in the history of the sport. How about and what he, he was the man in charge? Yeah. How about what he said about Joe Burrow? Five minutes in the room, he knew he knew that he's the smartest guy in the room. Burrow's a dude. That's a dude. I mean. That's hey Jake. Was that untoward of me earlier to say that's Tom Brady? That's the next Tom Brady. Uh, well, am no, I going a little too far I with that? I mean, as a Dolphins, probably going too as far. a Dolphins fan, I I really wanted Joe Burrow that year. That guy, why wouldn't you? What he did in that 2019 season, of course you'd want Joe Burrow because you could see excellence there. You could see that he was just he's a stud. Well, he threw 60 touchdown passes at <laughs> <in> LSU. <laughs> Through sixty that touchdowns, it was so stupid. <laughs> sixty touchdown passes. I mean, that that still that season is one of the most refreshing seasons of college football in my recent memory because Bama was you know they beat Bama. LSU has had no, they've had success. They're not like a team that's out of nowhere, but they had not they had not been like that for a while. That was such a refreshing season because. Because LSU just came up and had this amazing season. It wasn't Bama. And they beat Clemson in the title game. They beat Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Swinney and took them down handily. It was just great. Joe Burrow was so likable. He had, I mean, he, you saw him smoking the cigar in the, in the post-game locker room after they won the title game. Um, you know, Jamar Chase and Jefferson were incredible players. Ed Orgeron's obviously a very likable, lovable, player, uh, lovable coach. Mm-hmm. Just a very awesome bunch of dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, that is probably... My favorite season on memory in memory for a long time mm-hmm. in college football. You know what's interesting about that Joe Burrow thing is, you know, people talk about Frosty didn't take him here. 
Well, you know what? Urban Meyer chose he chose Dwayne Haskins over Burrow, basically. Sure did. Sure did. I mean, <laughs> Urban Meyer got that wrong. Joe Burrow didn't beat out Dwayne Haskins. I mean, they took they took Dwayne Haskins. Yep. Hello. Yep, they did. You don't always make the right decisions. No, right? that was definitely the wrong one. Now they're both first round picks. One is on. basically out of the league, Come and on. one is yeah. the next maybe Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I got to quit doing that to Burrow. I, I, I in fact. We, I mean, don't you should you should have called me out. Well, probably. I gotta say this, you know, for Joe Burrow is taking a lot of sacks, and so to be the next Tom Brady, you got to last a long time. Yeah, is he taking a lot of sacks? Oh, he's taking. I think he leads the lead in sacks yeah, a lot. Yeah, got to sacks the that's last two, the last two years. Yeah, last year right. for sure took a million sacks. This year I think he's first again in sacks taken, and he yeah. got hurt at the end of the game. Now he's he's fine for next week, but you're right though. Like he. He takes a lot of sacks. Yeah, and he's not thinking about longevity, probably. But I mean, at some point, he might start thinking about it. You know how long he's going to play in the league. He's just trying to win right now. You know, he's trying to win, and they're winning. They won the AFC North. Ellie beat Pittsburgh and Baltimore for the AFC North title. He beat the Chiefs. Hello, on Sunday. I mean, yeah, the, the, the hottest team in the NFL beat them. Yeah, not in overtime. Right, you know. 34-31. Well, again, thanks to Ed Orgeron. My God, that was good. That was yeah, interesting. Yeah, we'll try to get him on again, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. He was great. Yeah. Uh, maybe after the championship game at some point. We'll see. Oh, that's not a bad idea. He uh, picked the tide. We will talk Husker Hoops with Robin Washit next on Early Break in the Ticket. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. 